Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast, where Mel Histon will guide you through life's big questions and bring you one step closer to doing this crazy journey as best you can. Hey Soul Sisters, you may have heard people talk of having spiritual awakenings and how they can lead to more enlightened, or should we say, woke people. The notion of the spiritual awakening has been around for centuries and can be observed in a variety of cultures and religions, although I'm going to talk about it not being necessarily religious. Some people call it nirvana, some call it enlightenment, some call it bliss or being in a bliss state. But a spiritual awakening begins the moment a person can step back and awaken to their life with a new sense of being in the world. Spiritual awakenings can be unnerving at first as they often cause us to grapple with questions like who am I and why am I here? I grapple with that all the time to be honest. Who am I and why the hell am I here? But there can also be a certain element of wonder and excitement when we find ourselves suddenly feeling very much alive and woke. But what does a spiritual awakening really mean and what does it actually entail? To answer these questions and more today... In the Hazel Sister podcast, I have one of my favorite spiritual people here, Rebecca Gibson. Hey, Beck. Hey. <laughs> For those of you who don't know Beck, and I'm sure many of you do, because she's been on Hazel Sister many times, Rebecca is a forward-thinking psychic medium channel, helping people align their soul and path with their business and life. She's also a psychiatric nurse <laughs> and has worked in jails with numerous criminals as a psych nurse. Her stories are just hilarious. Not hilarious. They're amazing. <laughs> Sorry, they're not hilarious. Some of them some are other. Um, And if you go back to some of the, the back um, editions of Hey Soul Sister, you'll get to hear some of them. But what I love about Beck is she's in my A team of spiritual people in my life. So thank you, Beck, for coming in here today. Thanks for having me. So tell us what have you been up to? I've been busy nursing a lot. Yeah, because of the COVID. COVID hasn't like gone away or slowed down. So I've been working in COVID wards. I've been basically it's like working in the trenches. Yeah. Yeah. So different from working in a psych ward. Well, both. Yeah. So they're they're lock up COVID wards with mental health patients. Patients. Oh, my friend. So we've had done a number of Hey Soul Sister episodes talking about our soul and our ego and love and fear and connecting with our spirit guides, a whole heap of really great stuff, which I love to talk about. I love finding out more how we can tap into that whole soulful, spiritual side of ourselves so we live the best, happiest life we can. Well, that's what it's about, isn't it? That is what it's about. So today we're going to talk about spiritual awakenings. Beck, what's a spiritual awakening? It's different for everybody. And it's not just one thing that happens. You constantly are awakening. It's very different from this bastardized word of woke that everyone's using. I know. It's, it's this completely. whole thing now. It's like, oh, they're woke. Yeah. It's, it's different. A spiritual awakening is basically understanding that you're a spiritual being having a human experience that when your body dies in this 3D world, you keep continuing to exist and grow and expand and that you're one with everything. You're one with the universe, so to speak. Yeah. And, it, and your, un, your level of understanding, the more awakenings you go through, gets greater and greater. And you understand far more about the universe, how it works, the quantum mechanics of it, all a lot, the different quantum physics theories. So a lot of people 
think that and and actually if you, if you google it if you google anything to do with like spiritual the word spiritual it will quite often send you to religious sites but but a spiritual awakening is not about religion no religion's a man-made structure it's you know it's man-made yeah. used to control really when you have a look at all the big religions a lot of them use fear i grew up in catholic school having to go to church and you basically told if you didn't follow these rules god was going to come and strike you down with lightning and you know there's you know the bible and it's just a book but you know people get cranky about me saying that and jesus wasn't some white man running around the middle east like God isn't some guy up in the sky with this big white beard like some religious Santa Claus. Religion is man-made. Spirituality and being spiritual and understanding that you're a spiritual being is understanding that your consciousness, that never dies. Yeah. And from different YouTube channels and books and things that I've read, um, the general uh, gist, I guess, that I get is that really it all comes back to love. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It all comes back to love and that we're all connected. Exactly. And that our true nature, our true selves is love. Yeah. And everything else is kind of the fear and ego and worries and stresses that we have in life and our perceptions that get warped and negative as we grow older and life happens to us because we all get beaten around sometimes by by life and people and circumstances but all of that arises and causes us to go into those fear and worry states but really our true nature is is love yeah and the more spiritual awakenings you have the more you understand that you are one with love source the universe god whatever word you want to put is all of us and we are one with everyone bad good there is no like dichotomy in terms of that but we're no different from each other and we're all just source energy expressing itself in its own unique way through each of us separate in this 3d earth reality yeah so talk to us back about the ego because, you know, I was, I was watching a YouTuber, her name's Christina Lopez, and she was talking about starting the process or the journey of having a spiritual awakening, connecting in with your true nature, your true self, which is living a loving and kind and joyful life. And she was saying that one of the first things that often happens is recognizing and cracking open your ego. Yeah, it's understanding that you are made up of ego soul or i call it subconsciousness which is the body consciousness which is the ego and then higher consciousness which is the soul and the ego is that human part of us that part that's designed to keep us in fear designed to keep us going in this human existence and um tells you to eat sleep what you like make this money do this thing do that and then your higher consciousness your soul's completely different energy completely different voice and it's the part of you that's connected to love and understands that you're one with everything the ego doesn't get that the ego only understands separation so when people do start having spiritual awakenings it's when they understand oh i'm ego and i'm soul i'm not just rebecca i'm not just mel i'm a complex spiritual energy yeah um and i guess 
give it what's an example like I, I suppose I'm just thinking about within myself um do you know what I guess is, is this is this okay is this a good example Beck? So the work that we do at Got Your Back Sister, which is helping women who've escaped domestic violence, that we, you know, when we're doing that soulful work, it's really about connecting that woman and supporting that woman. And I guess doing it in that loving, kind way where we're walking with a woman, um, guiding her as opposed to um, putting our judgments onto her, I, I guess, telling her what she should do from that place that we're right she doesn't know you know you know what I mean that's yeah that's ego that's ego so it's putting your belief systems onto somebody else instead of allowing somebody to grow and expand into themselves but it's ego that gets us into these situations in the first place thinking that there is no better for us and that we're not capable of creating a life that we love and that that's happy and that the universe is happening to us rather than the other way around. Ego tells you that. It keeps you small. Want to save your soul? Review us on Apple Podcast. So coming back to spiritual awakenings, when did you start that journey and understanding that something had changed for you? So I've always been psychic medium, but I've always been ego run. So, you know, five-year plan, thinking that anything that bad would happen to me, any of the traumas, any of the um, health journey that that I've been on, you know, with chronic illnesses, even the near-death experiences that I've had, I've thought I've had no control. The universe is doing this to me. And then it's the why me and, you know, going into that victim energy. And it wasn't until I lost a baby before the year before we had my daughter and that I started to understand gratitude and forgiveness and I started to understand oh I actually have control over what's happening to my life if I change the way that I feel about things and then that changes my perception of things and then from there that was an awakening and a lot of people talk about having long dark nights of the soul where something really horrible is going on in your life and you kind of feel like you're in the spin cycle of washing machine and you can't get out and there's just like all of these things happening to you and you can't sort of get yourself out of it and that's what cracks you open most people begin to have their spiritual awakenings after a long dark night of the soul and so that looks different for everybody yes it actually is not necessarily just a long dark night it's actually a metaphor for like going through a really challenging tough experience spiritual awakenings are not these wonderful beautiful oh i'm sitting down meditating meditating and everything's all kumbaya or namaste and all of that crap yeah they're hard like most of the time when people have spiritual awakenings they've had to go through something some kind of trauma some kind of even accident some kind of medical emergency a near-death experience something horrible will tend to happen to somebody where they're down on their knees oh, i don't want to live anymore i can't do this anymore and then all of a sudden there's these aha moments do you know what so I would say, I've been on a a spiritual awakening for 13 years. It doesn't stop. (laughs) You're constantly (laughs) awakening. It doesn't stop. I was like, when the bloody hell am I going to be enlightened and just get it and just be totally at peace and like love and kindness all the time? And the belief belief is even when your human existence dies and your consciousness keeps carrying on, you're still awakening. It doesn't stop. So my turning point in my life was definitely having the breast cancer. Definitely. Because I... I had 
those thoughts when I was really ill and literally lying on the floor in my bedroom. Um, and I've talked about this many times before because it was such a profound moment of my life, like lying there feeling horrendously sick from having chemotherapy and lying there saying to myself, when I get through this, I want my life to be better. I want it to be calmer. I want it to be happier. I want to have better relationships. And I remember like I, that was 13 years ago and that was such a moment for me, such a turning point in my life. And I, um, it was the first time I got interested in meditation, uh, in kinesiology and, and I guess searching for a way to live a calmer, peaceful, joy, more joyful life because I'd always been such a warrior. Yeah. Always been such a warrior. That's the point, though, that you think there is something greater than me. It's not just about me. There is something greater than me. There's a creator. There is something. And that's why they call it the down on your knees moment where you're you're just like, I can't keep doing this. There has to be something different. Yeah. I'm either going to drop dead right now or something has to shift and change. And that's the point that people get to where things start to know I get to choose I get to make better decisions I get to change my life and then you start seeking modalities or people things to help you reach a greater understanding of the universe yeah absolutely and so it doesn't necessarily now this is my understanding as well because I was I was kind of reading about this and it's like there can be for some people that it rather than it being a, like a massive big life event, then it could be a bit of a creeping. Yeah, a series of creep, a, you, like you kind of creep into it because little things will happen and you'll be like, hang on, you, some, like you start to see the world differently. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is different for everyone. Yeah. But the majority of people, when they do crack open and have their first spiritual awakening, it comes from a place of trauma or massive amounts of fear or like, what's happening I, I i don't want to be here i want to go home that's a that's what happens to a lot of people i see it all the time patients and clients i want to go home and yeah. then there's that understanding wait if i'm going home what's this this isn't home so is there something different for me when i die what happens to me and then that all the questions start yeah and the remembering that's what happens with the spiritual awakening too you start to remember things that oh holy crap i've being something else before I was this person there are things you know that I know that I don't know where I know them from but I just know them yeah so it really is a lifelong journey yeah and do we actually ever get to some place where we're like okay I am enlightened there would be some people I don't think anybody (laughs) I I don't think it's possible to reach what you know that nirvana kind of enlightenment as a human being because you have ego yeah i think it's a very egoic thing to say that i'm enlightened i'm an enlightened being and that you're not going to make mistakes or screw up or you know ego's not going to get in the way and cause judgment or fear but that's how we learn and that's how we expand and that's how we grow and if you're if you're constantly evolving then you can't truly be i'm enlightened that's it i'm done yeah. I found, again, on YouTube and, and various books and articles and things that people talk about that there are different signs that you are on that whole spiritual awakening journey. And now I actually did see that, you know, some people would be like, there's five signs, there's six signs, there's 20 signs. 
But let's talk about what some, what are some of those signs um, that because some people may not actually even really be aware that what the changes that they're experiencing in their life. No, not if they're gradual, then it's hard for them to start seeing the signs that you're awakening. And then you've got the other people who just were completely in ego and thought the world was happening to them. And then something happened and then they're like, holy crap, I'm, I'm a spiritual being having this human experience. Yeah. So you, you stop judging people as much. Yeah. You can start to tell the difference between your egoic voice and then this other intuitive soul connection. There's a different feeling with inside of you, a different knowing, so to speak. And you, and you start seeking things out. There are good signs. You like want to start spending more time in nature. Things look different to you. Things that used to bother you don't bother you anymore. You're constantly seeking more fulfillment and contentment and joy not from a place of i'm not fulfilled or content and therefore i must seek happiness it's i'm fulfilled and content what else can i do to create this feeling what else can i do to spread love how can i show up in the world a better brighter more loving human being once you start getting into that then you start realizing oh you, you start seeing signs people see numbers and stuff and they think oh i'm i'm awake 11 11's like the big one that everyone talks about. So seeing synchronicities or seeing yeah, you coincidences. Yeah, you start to see synchronicities. And then you realise they're not coincidences. Once you, once you start awakening, you're like, there is no coincidence. Everything is playing out exactly how it's meant to. Yeah. Mistakes, traumas, everything. Do you know what's interesting? One thing that really caused me to make a bit of a leap in terms of this whole spiritual soulful awakening journey was when we recorded the podcast episode your soul versus your ego that really really had a a a really great effect on me it really impacted me because it was probably one of the first times that somebody had explained it so simply about when you're coming from a soulful place and when you're coming from the egoic place. Um, and I would say anybody who's listening, if you get a chance, go back and listen to that episode. Um, because I, I, I thought it was, it's one of my favorites and because it made me think about, um, you know, how I walk through life. And when, when I come up with challenges or if, you know, uh, somebody in the past may have upset me or, um, or even, you know, when good things happen, but I look at it and go, okay, if it's a, a situation where somebody um, has, you know, in the past had hurt my feelings, I can look at that and go, actually, why did that upset me? Because actually, it's not that big a deal. And usually it's because it was my ego, you know, yeah, it was my bruised ego. And actually, it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. Really, when you look at it coming from that soulful, loving place, it's like, you know, that's okay. That's their journey. And it doesn't impact and that's something you. that we need to be responsible and accountable for. Yeah. How we're showing up, how we're receiving yeah. people, how we're responding to things. Because we can't control everything that's done yeah. to us. Yeah. But we can control how we respond to it. Yeah. And we can control how we're going to allow it to affect the rest of our lives. And that's where some people think oh you're on you do yoga and you're meditating and you're out in nature and you go on your ayahuasca trips and you do oh you're so spiritual but that's not like 
you know, they're good things to do for people, but that's not all about spirituality and spiritual awakening. It's about understanding that you're a responsible, accountable person for yourself and how you're showing up in the world. And do you show up in your higher consciousness and love or do you show up in ego and fear? Yeah, because it's really interesting when you make that switch and I go, as much as I'm saying that and I sound like, oh yeah, when you make the switch to being from coming from your soul and your ego, um, and I go, I fall down all the time with that. I have Everybody to literally, does. I have to literally stop and go, okay, if someone, someone, someone was really rude to me the other day, so they, they were, I was at an event and they were really, really rude to me and you know, and I, I kind of started to have that moment of like, oh my God, she was just so rude to me. And then I was like, do you know what? Actually, it's okay. She's gone through whoever, you know, what she's gone through something. That's okay. That's her journey. Do you know what? But you've got to catch yourself, you know, you've got to, you've got to catch yourself. Yeah. You've got to be constantly doing things to make sure that yeah. you're in like connection with your soul, yeah. with your higher consciousness, with love. Yeah. It doesn't happen just naturally. You You have to keep, Yep. making a concerted effort yeah so it's not buying into that worry or buying into that judgment or buying into that person's reaction it's going do you know what actually you know what when i stop reflect and go do you know what it's that's that's not that big a deal that's that person's journey and actually when and it's, it's checking yeah, it's in about them because yeah. i know when i'm rude to someone or someone would perceive me as being rude and it could just be me having a, a little internal freak out because i'm so introverted it could come across as rude that's yeah. about me it's not about that person yeah but when you when you react like oh my god i can't believe she was so rude to me what a rude cow that's about you yeah like why you receiving it that way yeah because when you check in with your soul yeah. which is coming from that higher thinking that higher place actually none of that really matters no and everything's just perception just yeah. as long as you're showing up in love and you're not deliberately doing things to hurt other people or harm other people then everything is figure outable you know Let's get soulful on social media. Search the Sister Code Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. Five signs that I read about was one was feeling powerful love. So actually stopping and reflecting and feeling love and and I guess taking the time to be in the moment. Yeah, no, feeling powerful love is sitting there and you're so overwhelmed by it, your body starts to have a reaction. You know, you're covered in goosebumps. You're filled with gratitude. You you just feel this immense energy take over your whole, like, body, and you're just like, this feels freaking awesome. Yeah. It's like when you have, you know, um, we're lucky enough to be mothers and have had our own children. You know that split second when you the baby first comes out and you're like, holy crap, I'm I'm so in love, I'm gonna burst and you just think your your cells won't be able to cope and you're just gonna spontaneously combust. Yeah. You can reach powerful love all the time by actively doing things to get there. It's not just like, oh well I love that. It's powerful love. Your whole body reacts to it. It's the same as gratitude. Powerful gratitude is like a huge frequency to manifest from and it's like a whole body reaction. Yeah, which actually was my next question was like, okay, 
if that's one of the signs that you're on that spiritual awakening journey and, you know, maybe you're right at the beginning and that's something that you're, that you're aiming for, that's something that you can do is actually to start and stop and look and feel gratitude and reflect on the beauty in your life or the good things in your life. Yeah, gratitude. The good things in gratitude other people. Gratitude is absolutely probably the best way for people to start to get themselves into that space where they know what it feels like to be in that state of love. And some people really struggle with it. I remember when I was like reading The Secret, I need to change my life. I'm going to read The Secret. And it didn't really quite under, like they didn't explain or I didn't understand the power of the emotion of gratitude. I was just thankful for things. It's very different from like a whole body. I'm so grateful for this. And so that kind of manifesting wasn't working for me. I'm like visualizing a car and I'm, I'm this spiritually enlightened being. It wasn't until I had that journey of being told I couldn't have children and I had so many problems with systemic lupus and other things that had gone on. And I got pregnant and then was really grateful. And then when I went into renal failure and you're going to have to terminate and then we lost the baby. It wasn't until... I felt such immense gratitude that I was a mum, even though I didn't get to hold her and have her, I was a mum. My whole body flooded with gratitude. I'm like, this is what gratitude feels like. It's not just sitting there being thankful. I used to write, you know, three things every day to be grateful for. So some people need to start that, but they need to understand it's a very powerful emotion, a very powerful frequency. It's not just about being thankful for what you have it's fully like oh my god i'm so amazingly grateful that that happened to me even when it's something that's so painful yeah what can people do if somebody is listening to this and they're like do you know what i'm not sure that actually i'm i'm have experienced those things i've got a lot going on in my life you know i i I don't think that i've started a, a spiritual awakening journey what are some things that people can do well the gratitude thing is important and if people are finding it hard to get into the frequency of that powerful emotion then they can start forcing themselves to look at what they're grateful for just start tiny things make it a habit and do it every day three things in the morning that you're grateful for for that are going to happen during the day set that intention and then three things at the end of the day that you're grateful that did happen and then that kind of puts you in this state where you're starting to think of the next day what am I going to be grateful for and you're starting to shift your energy and your frequency you have to add in forgiveness to it as well and you have to start looking at your behaviors or the things that you've done that you need to forgive yourself for people around you that have hurt you what are you going to let go of because forgiveness isn't about the other person it's about freeing up your energy freeing up space within you to pull in more that you love instead of being filled with thoughts of anger betrayal or any of those fear-based frequencies you want to like receive energy with gratitude and release energy with forgiveness and then start doing things that you love to do get out in nature that's like so important for us as human beings to walk around barefoot out in nature, on the grass. If you're grateful, like lucky enough like us to live near the beach, walking in the ocean, walking near water, like starting to connect with the world around you. So it's not just like 
because I catch myself doing this sometimes, walking down the beach and just kind of walk down the beach thinking about the everything I need to do that day. No, it's like, that's your ego. <laughs> that's, that's your ego. You're not present in the moment. The best person that I've come across that talks about this is Eckhart Tolle and his books about being very present in the moment because it's your ego that will natter on to you about what you need to do, what's happened to you. It's your ego that will be playing out arguments, you know, when you're just like, I should have said this and I should have said that, and then you're like, well, I'm going to say this and I'm going to say that. That's your ego. It's not. It's distracting you from what's happening right now because the only thing that exists is right now. So when you're out in nature, look. Look at the sand if you're at the beach. Look at the water. Look at the waves. Like, start to smell. Listen to the birds, the sounds of the ocean. If you're out in the bush, listen. Look. Bring in color. Everything shifts and changes because you're starting to understand that you're part of the greater world around you and you're not stuck in your head. Yeah. And so, as you were just talking about that whole being grateful and it's about not necessarily just jotting down in a notebook thing through you know being things that you're grateful for it's actually feeling it you got to start you, you got to feel that you feel that gratitude feel it yeah. even if it's just i'm grateful that i got to eat today yeah you know some people given what's happening with the world at the moment aren't eating three meals a day yeah so just sit and be grateful for the food that's in front of you yeah. and actually enjoy every mouthful sit there and taste it and then sort of think to yourself someone grew this or you know this food has provided somebody employment i'm so glad that the economy keeps going like there are all different ways that you can start to think about something like you can have a lot of grateful thoughts about just one thing just sitting down eating a meal you can have all these grateful thoughts about that one particular meal and then that starts to shift how you're feeling about it yeah and it starts to shift how you're receiving it and then then you start to understand the difference between just being thankful for something and actually feeling the gratitude of it yeah it's a feeling yeah and i would say as well you can do things like look up different youtube videos um to see what other people's (laughs) kittens Kittens. (laughs) that's what i do yeah but but see, you know, there are people out there who, um, you know, do instructionals or do meditations. You know, one thing that I do is there's a 10-minute meditation um, on YouTube. It's a great mind meditation and it's um, um, how to. It's about achieving a higher frequency. It goes for 10 minutes. I listen to that in the morning and it's actually setting that um, whole um, intention for the day. But also it makes you stop and think about joyful moments and really reflecting on those and feeling it in your body so it sets you up for the beginning of the day and then what you do is you go deeper i'm thankful for this person for putting this meditation together i'm thankful that they were connected into this energy that's now allowing me to receive this from them i'm thankful that they didn't let fear stop them from releasing this meditation and that they've done it because now i'm enjoying it so you just keep expanding on that one little thing about all these different things that you can be thankful for, for one thing. And then that's when the feeling starts to arise. The emotion starts to connect. When you've got the feeling and the emotion behind it, it raises the frequency. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, my friend. Any other tips before we wrap up? What Lots about- of tips. I definitely, I think anything by Eckhart Tolle is good to get into the present moment and understand the power of now and being in stillness so he, he yeah he wrote the power of now and a new earth that a new was earth. life-changing for my spiritual awakening 
a newer earth because that's when I truly started to understand the difference between ego and soul and the different voices because he was legitimately about to kill himself and he heard two separate voices in his head and then he stopped and he thought well if that's me then who am I and then he started to understand and the book's actually a bit of a hard read but if you listen to the audible it's him narrating it and it just makes so much more sense when you're hearing him talk about his experience and what he learned that was a a huge gift to me for my spiritual awakening that book there's there's lots of lots of different things people look look up spiritual awakening look up how to connect into intuition deliberately spend more time with people that you love rather than people that make you feel crappy cut out the news cut out gossip don't talk about people if you catch yourself talking about people forgive yourself apologize to them if you need to just like little things like that can start you on this journey where you start to realize oh i have control over everything that I'm responding to in the universe. You don't have control over everything that's going to happen to you, but mm. you you can control all aspects. It's not like you're totally out of control. Well, thank you so much, my friend, for coming in today. You're welcome. It's always great to see you thank and you. to talk about all those beautiful things, how to live a more soulful, spiritual life. Mm. Now, how can people find you? My website, www.rebeccagibson.com.au or I am on Insta, Facebook at Rebecca Gibson Psychic Medium. Thanks, Beck. Thank you. Hey, Soul Sisters. Bye, Soul Sisters. Thanks for listening to Hey, Soul Sister with Mel Histon. What would help you on your crazy life journey? Email melissa at thesistercode.com.